Welcome to Go Legal Yourself podcast, episode 44, title Predictable Success. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. I'm your host, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law. You can interact with us on social media with Go Legal Yourself and do find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. Knowledge is power and at Go Legal Yourself, we pride ourselves on bringing you knowledge from the best experts in the industry who know business inside out. Get ready for a life-changing show as we empower all business owners and entrepreneurs to dare to become successful. Today is that show where we interview experts in the business who can help you become successful. I'm joined today by Susie Carter. She is a profit coach, a public speaker and a bestseller author of Living Proof. Welcome, Susie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for sharing your time and wisdom with us and everything you're doing for the industry. Well, thank you very much. It truly is a pleasure. I know that you are funny in general, (laughs) (laughs) but we always do ask our guests to share either an attorney joke with us or one of their favorite jokes. Would you like to share that now or should we add that later on to our show notes? I think we need to add it on later. So I can come up with a juicy one. <laughs> there you go. Keep the audience hanging, right? So you I'm have to go. Exactly. You have to go to the show notes, which means you'll have to download our app. <laughs> By the way, Susie, did you know our app is on? You can get the app from, our, from your app stores. You can also listen to it from Spotify, and it's also on Google Play. And I believe very shortly you'll be able to ask Alexa, Alexa, can you play Go Legal Yourself? That's awesome. That's pretty exciting. So thanks for making legal fun, because legal, in my history of dealing with attorneys, one, they never look like you, and two, it's not fun. It's not. No, it's not. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm trying to make legal business owner's friend. I know it's an oxymoron. It doesn't go together at all, right? But I'm really trying to make it understandable for them where they can at least know the pitfalls of, you know, running a business. And Well, you have to have a good attorney. So at least you're funny and talented and smart and helping the community. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And I didn't pay you to say that. She did not. (laughs) Just just for the record. (laughs) Well, Susie, I'm really, really excited about this interview because I know a little bit about your background and what a story it is. Would you please grace us all and share your background with us? Sure. So I started my trade is I'm a hairdresser. That was my vocation. That was my my education. I grew up with nine brothers and sisters, Bobby, Ronnie, Stevie, Terry, Joni, Shelley, Susie, Kelly, Debbie. <laughs> nice, good Catholic family. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we had 1,200 square feet. We had six girls and one bathroom. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you yeah. how you got through that one. I don't even know. I go back and look at that house now and I'm like, oh my gosh, where did we all fit? It's tiny, tiny, tiny. So early on, about having six girls, my dad's philosophy was not go get an education. It was go get a job, go get a husband. So I was really good at that. I did both. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So my education, I went to vocational school, and the trade was hairdressing. And being a hairdresser, I learned to do the business side of being the hairdresser. So I made a quarter of a million dollars a year standing behind the chair three days a week. And what that means is most hairdressers make less than 30 grand a year. Right, exactly. I was just going to say, wow. Yeah, so that was my first foray into business. And that really was because I did go find a husband, but ended up divorcing that husband. But I had two little kids to provide for. Right. So I was a single mom. My kids were six months and 18 months old when we divorced. So I had to figure out how to make money to take care of my family. And I knew I did not want to live the legacy of what I grew up inside of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I was only going to have two kids versus having any more kids. That was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so made made a great living as a hairdresser. And then I got bored, you know, because you can only make so much money. Right. And there was a calling, like, you know, God knocking on the, you know, the door of opportunity saying there's something bigger for you. I just didn't know what that was. I'm a huge believer in that, Susie. Yeah. Honestly, I really am. When, uh, like you said earlier, I'm not your traditional attorney. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I felt that knocking. I felt there was more to hourly work. Yes. And that's when I decided to go on this path. And it's obviously evolved into what it is now. But I completely understand that. And I'm sure that our listeners also have that feeling because our listeners out there, Susie, they really are entrepreneurs. They're mm-hmm. people that are thinking of going into business. There are people that are actually running a business, but they're stuck. And you have to you have to answer that call, that, that knocking. Yeah. Well, and how many times did you ignore the knock and then somebody else does it? And you're like, oh, that was my idea. Yeah. Oh, I was going to do that. <laughs> That's God knocking. And then he passed you by. <laughs> there you go. Right, right. So, you know, I, I started working with a distributor uh, selling shampoos and conditioners. Still had my hairdressing business, but was doing that part time because they couldn't pay me what I was making as a as a hairdresser. And realized that most people didn't know how to run the business of business. They didn't know how to attract a clientele. They didn't know how to do promotions. They didn't know how to sell retail. So in order to build my territory, I started doing these little cluster classes to teach them. And I really figured out I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I had to figure out how do I get paid to do that? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was another thing. I had to figure out how do you make money at this? Because oh, right, I really right. like it. And then my clients would say, oh, God, I love what you do. Do you have a book? like no i don't have a book i'm just teaching you like some no they're like oh if you had a book we would buy it i'm like okay i'm gonna write a book so i wrote a book and then after you write a book you gotta sell a book which i had no idea how to sell a book right so who who does right then i had no idea either it's such a big undertaking (laughs) that was the best and worst day of my life when it was published right right the the truck came and delivered two thousand books to my doorstep And they, they, you know, it was one of those big trucks and they're like, and they put the pallets on my driveway and then left. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do with these books? That's a lot of them. 2000 didn't seem like a lot when I was ordering them, but when they show up in your driveway and then you got to transfer them all to your garage. And I wasn't going to be a statistic that right. the author that has all the books in the garage, right? I'm like, I am going to get rid of these. So um, then people said, oh, my God, love the book. Hate to read. You have it on audio. I'm like, no, I just wanted to teach you how to do this. Right. right? right. So I'm like, OK, so I will go do it on audio. And so every product that I created from 
training and development came from my clients saying, oh my gosh, love that. Like I brought my systems manual to show people because mm-hmm. I would say you need systems. Mm-hmm. And they were thinking I meant like IT systems. I'm like, right. no, 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 no. Process and procedures, standard operating procedures. So I would bring my book and they're like, oh my gosh, can I buy that? I'm like, it, it's, it's mine, mine. <laughs> from my business. They're like, we don't care. We just want it. I'm like, really? Well, how much will you pay for that? Right. <laughs> and that was my pricing strategy back in the day. How, we, how much will you pay for that? So I grew the largest training and development company in the beauty industry by really listening to my consumer, finding the need and filling the need, finding the need and filling the need. And then we sold it um, 15 years later to the largest publisher in the industry. Wow. The same publisher, I might add, that turned me down when I went to them to publish my book. They're like, oh, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't want to publish your book. <laughs> so they bought it anyway for how sweet, millions. <laughs> how sweet did that feel? That felt great. Yes. <laughs> Because they paid way more than they would have, which was amazing. So that building that and really starting from my, you know, kitchen table and really listening to my consumer. It wasn't this grand plan. I just had that passion and, you know, listening to the knock and listening to the call. And um, and then 2008 happened. I don't know if you remember 2008. I do. I remember it very well. (laughs) I was over leveraged in real estate. Right. I had lots of money in the market. Mm-hmm. And when the market crashed, I crashed. Like literally what took me 20 years to build, Kelly was gone overnight. Oh, my goodness. I've got gooses right now, Susie. It, oh. I, have, I have gooses because people, I kid you not, every other person out there that's listening to your interview right now, they are relating to you. They've probably got gooses too. Yes. Everything that you've just said, working from your kitchen countertop, ordering books that you didn't think you know they were going to show up in in droves right and then knowing how to go out and sell they don't know this stuff so that's why they're listening to you and we really appreciate your story thank you so in 2008 what felt like it was about a three-year process you know that I, I lost about 10 million in assets and I'm I am the profit coach I am the money coach I am the business coach I felt like I should know better right I I should know better if it shouldn't happen to me. Like, who am I now? How am I going to recover from this? Who's going to take me serious now? I just lost everything. And once again, I was on the floor crying. You know, gotta have a, you got to have a second of pity party. Right, <laughs> you, right. You can't just go through something like that. And just go, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's great. No, it was not great. No, no. <laughs> so I was on my knees. And, you know, I say, God, you say whatever your higher power is, right? I was on my knees in my room bawling, just going, why? And not why me, just why? I had been a good steward. I had been a good student. I'd saved 25% of my income. I invested wisely. I'd, I followed the rules. You worked hard. I worked hard, right? I came from nothing, like truly nothing, and built, you know, $10 million in assets. Mm-hmm. And I, technically, I didn't ever have to work again, right? That was a, that was a great feeling. Right, <laughs> and now course. I'm like oh, crap, I got to work again. Like, what am I going to do? I had a non-compete in that industry. I couldn't go back into that industry. And I'm like, who's going to want to follow me or listen to me? I just lost everything that I've worked hard for. And I heard in that moment, Kelly, I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. This will be your greatest lesson and your biggest victory. Get up. And I I did not want to get up. But I knew I had to get up. 
I had to get up for myself. I had to get up for my children. I had to get up for my clients. And I got present to, you know this. And if you can rebuild this, that's truly who you are. So in that moment of disparity, in that moment of vulnerability, I had to remember that this is what I do. So get up. So I did what I tell my clients to do. I put my plan together. I really looked at what industry really lit me up again. Mm -hmm. What did I love doing, which was working with entrepreneurs. I had about four clients outside of the beauty industry that I was working with at the time and helping them grow their business. So I'm like, let me leverage those businesses. So I did one complete turnaround, the company that I took on. He was in the negative $300,000 a year. I worked with him for 18 months and turned it around to a positive $300,000 a year and just followed the system, right? So the... That you created? That I created. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, best practices in business, right? Put a plan together, follow your plan. It sounds so easy to us, Susie. It sounds, this is exactly what you need to do, but it's not. People don't think like that. It is if you follow the plan. Right? So are you going to work hard? Absolutely. It doesn't magically follow this guy. The hardest thing is getting up and going talking to strangers. Right? Getting up and going make those contacts. Charging what you're worth. That's a huge one in entrepreneurship. Right? Is charging what you're worth. It's huge. It's huge. We're afraid to charge what we're worth. People want to discount our services all the time. And we're like, well, okay, I'll just take some money versus no money. And, you know, which is just shoot yourself in the foot. Right. Then you're right. booked to capacity and still not making enough money. Right? I'm so, so glad <laughs> you touched upon that because I've just published my second book. And that's called Go Own Yourself. Mm-hmm. And I got the idea from that when I was interviewing some of my successful clients, like, how did you do it? What did Mm -hmm. you do? And also, I didn't realize this, but this is exactly what I was doing on a day-to-day basis. Sure, we have passion, right? You have to have passion about something. Otherwise, it's a job. Yes. So you start off with passion, but passion alone can't get you food on the table, can't put money in your pocket unless you know how to own it. So you go out there and you do business with confidence and people want to do business with people that are confident. You look people in the eye and tell them exactly what you charge. Yeah. It's amazing. There's so many people that I have encountered that look away when they tell you how much they charge and then they'll say, is it okay? (laughs) (laughs) I have a girlfriend that was looking for a relationship and um, her coach said, you know, if you're always shopping at the dog pound, you always go home with a dog. Like, oh, <laughs> snap. <laughs> so I wow. say that. So when you're looking for your customer, where are you shopping for them, right? Who's right. your ideal client? Right. Exactly. Find that ideal client that your fee doesn't break their bank, right? That they value what you do. There you go. Right. You mentioned dogs and my eyes are just like, oh, I don't mind shopping there. I love dogs as, as do you. <laughs> so yes. So when you look at, you know, finding that person that values what you do, but you also need a group of people, whether they're mentors, right, whether they're business coaches, you know, I'm a business coach. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I do is help people put their plan together in sales, marketing, operations and finance. So we put the plan together and then holding them accountable to that plan to make sure that plan lives on. Right. I just had a, a, a call with a client. She's like, okay, I really want to make sure that my plan is, is okay. And I'm like, uh, Renee, your plan's fine. She's like, okay, what do I do next? The plan. The thing that we talked about last time is 
you're just you're just afraid and your sabotage is let me spend time more on the plan the plan's fine it's complete now get in action now call those 30 people a day now have so many appointments a week now close how many people out of those appointments that you come to it's all formula when you understand that business is a formula Mm -hmm. like it takes all the stress out of it to go oh i just wasn't in front of enough people right Versus I'm good or bad or right or wrong or they don't like me. Who cares? Next, next, next. As an entrepreneur, we do have to build some thick skin. I'm not saying it was easy for me. Please don't hear that. I'm not preaching from a mountaintop because I remember Paul Sharnsky was the scariest man I ever had to call. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I used to get myself so worked up. Yes. I used to get myself so worked up before I called him because I was just nervous that literally I would call him, have a conversation, hang up. I have to go take a nap because it was so scary. <laughs> but you did it, though. Right. You did it. But I also had a coach that <laughs> helped me. <laughs> it's scary. Like when you realize that, okay, take a nap and get up tomorrow and do the same thing. Right. right? Like right, don't right. stay in bed all day. Right. Right. That's where you want to do is stay in bed all day. Yes. So the reality is, like, what's that formula for your business, right? And who's that ideal client for your business, right? So I think one of, one of the gifts that I have is I'm willing to share, share my failures as much as my success. Because you don't just arrive. You just don't sell not. your business no. for millions. You just don't make millions. You fail along the way. And I don't like it. Like, I didn't like it when I was on the ground. But that was my biggest victory. Like, to be able to re reaccumulate what I lost. It didn't take me, you know, 20 years, Mm -hmm. which is great Mm because I have 20 years. (laughs) I'm a seasoned professional. (laughs) (laughs) So what I lost took me five years to build, rebuild, because I knew the system of money. I knew the system of leverage. I knew business to go, ah. So my passion, my goal is to help my clients Mm -hmm. really do that. And as entrepreneurs, we all heard the saying that 80% of businesses go out of business in the first five years. Of course they do. Right. But the more staggering statistic is 90% of those entrepreneurs don't pay themselves. So if we're not paying ourselves, right, and we're pulling from our savings and pulling from our retirement, then we don't even own a job. No, no. Right. We are in a nonprofit business for real. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and my commitment is let's make businesses a pr- pr- business is supposed to provide us with a lifestyle that a job can't. Business is supposed to provide us with an opportunity that a job can't. Right, so I love when my clients get that. I love when I can help them do that. I love when they f- it all finally comes together. That brings my heart and soul so much joy. Absolutely. So you are in the business of helping entrepreneurs become successful. Yeah. That's exactly what we do on the show here. What a coincidence, uh, see. I know, right? <laughs> you, know, you touched upon failures. Mm-hmm. Failure is crucial for any success, for any success. If failure doesn't occur, then you're truly touched by an angel and someone's carrying you all the way through. But what have you really learned? Right. It doesn't matter how many times you fail. What matters is that you do become successful. How many times are you going to become successful? It just takes once. Well, I also realize that the bigger you play, the bigger the breakdown. So if you're not having breakdown, you're not playing big enough. I mean, come on. You're staying comfortable in your safe zone. Like, where's the risk? So you have to be willing to risk it all to get it all. And it all goes back to having a plan. Mm -hmm. That was one of the very first couple of episodes 
we did on the show and I was talking about the importance of having a business plan. There are so many plans out there. I don't know if you want to call them plans or not, but you can get a template for one page or five pages. Yes. Depending on what you want to do with your business. Do you want to grow your business, right? Do you want to, do you actually want to know who your target market is? Mm-hmm. And you can't sell to everyone in the world. I mean, it'd be nice if you could. But if you narrow that down and you figure out who you're selling to, that is half of the battle. Then you really need to find out whether you have enough money to sustain that plan Mm -hmm. through the first six months, eight months, a year. Right. If you don't, you need a plan that is going to help you raise money. Right. The funding plan. Exactly. Exactly. Business owners or entrepreneurs, let me just say that they feel that they have a plan. But when I take a look at this plan and I ask them, well, what's the goal? Well, I do want to raise money. I want to bring in investors. And this plan doesn't say anything about how much you're looking for. Right. What are you going to use that on? Somebody's not going to give you $500,000 just to say marketing and promotion. Right. What does that mean? So you really have to get technical in planning. Share with us, Susie, how do you, um, how do you consult with business owners regarding a plan? I mean, there's several parts to it. Yeah, so I, I believe there's two kinds of business plan. One is a working plan. And that's the one you were, you were mentioning where you're not looking for investors. Mm-hmm. That's just your roadmap. That's what you're going to follow. And every team member that you bring on, they follow that plan. It's more of an internal document. And from that plan, we update that plan every year. Every month, we're looking at our targets. You know, every quarter, we're looking at our targets to make sure that we're on path. The second one um, is a money-raising plan. And that one really speaks to investors Mm -hmm. and what's their ROI or their return on investment. So there's two softwares that I like. One is Live Plan, L-I-B-E-P-L-A-N, and that's if you're a Mac user. And the other one is Business Plan Pro. Now, I've raised $2.8 million on that, on that software. I'm not a professional plan writer, so I, I don't tout myself as that. I just help my clients put their plan together. Right. But that gives you examples. Like, I'm a Xerox girl. Just give me an example. I could do it. Just show me how to do it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm a little Xerox girl. To be able to look at that and go, okay, how does this make sense to my industry, my market, um, and then put that together. And then the foundation of the plan is the financial plan. Because that, that's going to really say, what do I need? What do I have to charge? Right? To, in order to be profitable. And what do I want to charge? Mm-hmm. And add profit into it. Most business owners don't plan for profit. They just are planning to scrape by. I'm not committed that we scrape by. I'm committed that you get paid what you're worth, your team gets paid what they were, so what do we need to do to make that happen? Right. And I'm not saying you, you come out of the gate and you're going to make $200,000 a year. We have to be responsible. That could be possible. We could put that plan together. But let's be responsible, fiscally responsible, and look at the growth of the organization. What do we need to do every week, every month? every quarter, every year to make those numbers happen. Because the numbers don't lie. Like I used to hate math, didn't like math, didn't want anything to do with math, didn't do well in, in math. Because, you know, in school you took algebra and then they're throwing letters in it. And I'm like, where, where am I ever going to use letters in math? I'm, I'm sitting here nodding, Susie. Are you sure you and I are not related? Because numbers and I don't get along either. That's why I went to law school. <laughs> right. But I learned to love it because I learned to realize that math is money and money is fun. Right. So, and I teach my clients math is money and money is fun. 
because everybody thinks money's fun or the vehicle that money provides, mm-hmm. right? Now mm-hmm. we have some belief systems around money. That That's a whole nother segment that we could go into and go in pretty juicy. Yes, we can. About people's <laughs> limiting beliefs around the money, where that comes from, and, you know, from our from generational stuff that comes into play. But when you learn, like, what is that formula that's going to have me live my dream? Because I believe that my gift from God is my life. My gift back to God is what do I do with my life? Right. So my responsibility is to do something great for the planet, do something great for the world. I don't just exist. Now, that's a big calling on my life. But that's the thing that gets me out of bed, that I'm not just showing up, right? I'm not just existing. I'm going, how do I make the world a better place, right? How do I teach my children to make the world a better place? How do we as communities make the world a better place? Mm-hmm. You know, something as simple as a podcast, something as simple as a book, something as simple as speaking, something as simple as connecting with your client, right? If we all did business that way, what would our world be like? You know, versus it's all, I'm all in it for me. Right. And I'm not saying that I'm not in it for me. Of course I am. But I know that when I create structure that allows other people to win, then I eventually win. My thoughts are exactly the same as yours, Susie. The, the reason I'm saying that is because, sure, I've, I've worked for you know, the, the top law firms in the world. I've, I've really learned from some of the brilliant minds that are out there, and I could charge a pretty penny <laughs> to my clients. And I know exactly what legal costs. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole reason why I decided to create Go Legal Yourself, which sells legal packages for businesses that want to start a business or businesses that want to grow their business. How do you do it where you're not throwing away thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars? Because people don't really have that many. Right. Thousands and thousands, especially when you're starting a business or growing a business. I do want to touch upon that that part of your life when you lost everything. Mm -hmm. What did you learn from that? Mm. Um, The first thing I learned was that my belief in myself uh, was bigger than myself. Like when I really got to the core of who I was. Um, I learned that I really did have a big ego. I didn't know I had a big ego. And I had to put my ego aside. I think part of my lesson was humility and being humble again. Because I had achieved so much, there was an arrogance and a righteousness that I didn't know I had. And then suddenly when the rug is pulled out from under you, you really get present to that. Right. Um, I learned who, who my community was and who my tribe was. You know, I believe you have to have those ride or die people. And the ride or die people are the people that you can call up in the middle of the night that are there for you when you don't even know what you need. Right. So I really found out who my true friends were mm-hmm. and who was just attracted to the image I was portraying. Because that's all it is, right? It's an right. image you're portraying. Uh, it's all facade, right? So um, I learned that God gave me a gift, and I'm really masterfully at it. And to believe in myself so that that has to be first. You have to have that conviction. Um, and you've got to have you know, coaches around you. So I have a spiritual coach, I have a fitness coach, I have a business coach, I have two financial coaches, I have a personal development coach, or aka therapist. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't, I'm not seeing them all the time, I'm not that cuckoo, you guys, but 
<laughs> but when I need certain things, I call upon those people, mm-hmm. you know, to go, these are, these are the people that are help me get me where I need to go. So in, in that darkest time, I called in my financial team and went, okay, I got a level set and I've got to accumulate. What do I need to do? And what makes me a, an amazing teacher is that I'm, I'm a very humble student. Mm-hmm. If, if I respect you and I've done my due diligence and you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. Because you're not going to pay money for experts and then don't listen. There are people that do that. There are, which they... Oh, all the time. I usually fire them if mm-hmm. they're my client going, you are so not coachable. Right. So I go, let me be coachable. Let me be a student. Let me, let me sit back and see what did I miss. And, and I think, in fairness, we all missed a lot right in that season Mm -hmm. there was stuff out of our control that was also the perfect storm Mm -hmm. you know in the financial market and and business and in the world and so i'm responsible for my piece of it right i i was over leveraged i I started with that to go okay i'm still gonna risk because i risked a lot right i'm still gonna risk but i'm not gonna over leverage right so that that's probably from a financial standpoint the hugest shift in what i did is now I go, okay, I'm still going to risk. It's scarier, right? I'm a little, like, I put my toe in that risking yes, <laughs> versus, yeah. you know, before young, you're just Jumping like, whoa, exactly. I'm jumping out of the airplane. Now I'm like, no, that's a little too high. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Bring the plane down right, a little bit. All right. <laughs> oh, the trees look like broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, those are the, probably the biggest thing. I have amazing children. Mm-hmm. I really got to see them show up for me and to, you know, just say that at the end of the day, we got your back in that. That as a mom is probably a very amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling when you're absolutely right. The people that you thought were vested in you are nowhere to be found. Nowhere yeah. when things go south. And the ones that do show up, the ones that you can call, you know, 12 o'clock, midnight, two o'clock in the morning. I mean, I've got a couple of those and I could call them in a heartbeat and I know that they'll be there. But it is about surrounding yourself with professionals because it takes more than yourself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you can, if you have the time, you can sit there and learn everything. But then again, you wouldn't have time to run a successful business. So, Again, on this show, that's why we bring experts across the field in finance, in business, in um, entrepreneurs that have made it and then sold their businesses. And it's always about surround yourselves with professionals, learn from the best, learn how to do things that can support yourself. And that's what it takes to really become successful. And, And again, in my book, Go Own Yourself, I have a chapter dedicated in there as to what does it take to become successful? Because success can mean so many different things to so many different people. Right. I had no idea, Susie, when I passed the bar, born and raised in England, hence the funny accent, right? I came over to California and did my schooling and what have you. And Mom wanted me home for a while. I'm not, uh, we're, we're not nine siblings, but we're seven siblings. <laughs> That's almost like nine. <laughs> and where do you fall? <laughs> There's two under me. I'm the baby. Oh. I'm the baby. So I was gone for a while and mom goes, well, I want you back home. You know, mm-hmm. you've been gone way too long. So I went home and I took advantage of that time and I went to law school. And then I came back out to California and 
did a master's in law and sat for the bar. And California is, you know, known to be one of the hardest states to do any type of professional license, any type. But the fact that I came from a, a foreign jurisdiction, if you will, came here, sat for the bar, passed it. At the time, I didn't realize that was a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. You know, what I had in mind was, okay, I've passed the bar, now what? It's right. always that, now what, now right. what? Really enjoy and really learn from what just happened because it does make you, like you said, more humble, mm-hmm. more connected, and really passionate about what you're doing with all that knowledge. We're, we're helping, we're, you know, this, this podcast, it's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't charge a penny for this. And why? Because I... I passionately want to bring education to entrepreneurs that really want to learn they want to start a business right there's only there's less than 14 percent in the entire united states that are business owners Mm -hmm. less than 14 percent when i went out on my own that has got to be the it it was a godsend Mm -hmm. and it's got to be one of the best decisions i've ever made in my life ever is going out on my own and yes it comes with ups and downs and heartaches and joys but there's nothing like it though right and now that you are back in the saddle Susie um, (laughs) what are a couple of things if you can name three things that you would say uh, advise a entrepreneur that's ready to start their business they're not even they don't have anything on paper, nothing at all, but they have an idea. That's where it all starts from. What would you advise them? Well, I've been back in the saddle for 10 years, which is good to know. (laughs) Very good to know, yes. Um, I think what's most important is before you jump, before you quit your day job, right, before you risk it all to get it all, is spend the time and do the due diligence in the industry, Put your business plan together and then have your friends read the plan and poke holes in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not looking for friends that are yes friends that just think you're great and whatever you say is great. I'm looking for that friend that will tell you the ugly truth. Right. That's willing to, you know, there's a great quote by Tom Landry. He said, a, um, a coach will tell you what you don't want to hear and a coach will show you what you don't want to see so that you could always be the person that you know you can be. Mm-hmm. And so you want to look for friends that are willing to tell you the good news and the bad news. To go, I don't understand it, I don't get it, right? And put that financial plan together so that you you aren't in a position where you have no income coming in and you've drained everything. Like, if you're going to drain everything, know that going in. Exactly. To go, I'm going to drain my savings. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run up my credit card. <laughs> I'm going to borrow from my 401k, or I'm going to drain my 401k, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm going to look for investors. Right. It just It's a game changer going in versus the mental stress of, oh, no, I've got to now drain my savings. Oh, no, and I've got to now, you know, put my house payment on a credit card or, you know, whatever you have to do. Um, and, th- and you also have to be willing to do whatever you have to do, because... I've done that. I paid my credit card on my, I mean, house payment on my credit card, Mm -hmm. you know, when I launched the business because I just didn't have the free cash flow. Mm -hmm. So are you willing to do whatever it takes? And that's why 80% of the businesses fail in the first five years. They're not willing to do it, right? They didn't put a plan together and they're not willing to do whatever it takes. Like it's too easy to give up. Right. Like I am an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for 25 years and Really, the real reason is nobody's the boss of me. <laughs> so I don't like a boss, so I like mm-hmm. me being the own bo- mm-hmm. my own boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
which is most of us as entrepreneurs, we're creative, we're creative, we're result oriented. Um, we're, we're made differently. Our genetics are, they're, they're different. Yeah. They're completely different. You need to be a leader, but you need to be a follower too. Mm-hmm. And a risk taker. Definitely a risk taker. Analyze the risk, right? So I'm a risk taker, but I, I'm, I analyze the risk to right. go, do I want to do that? Uh, okay. I'm willing because I can see the return on investment. Right, so I'm, I'm risking, but I'm also risking with calculated risk. Mm-hmm. And now it could fail, and I could, you know, go, okay, well, that didn't work. <laughs> but what did I learn from right. it, right? <laughs> and that has happened many times. Yes. But I knew going in that that could happen versus just going, woohoo, let's, yeah, go, on exactly. the, you know, let's, go, <laughs> let's go on the roller coaster. Because <laughs> it is a roller coaster. It is. It's absolutely. a roller coaster of fun and excitement and amazingness and scariness and hardship and amazingness and scariness and awesomeness and and it's not a nine to five roller coaster at all it's not and i want to make sure that i think i find entrepreneurs get in that rut of just working around the clock to go put some boundaries in place exactly we don't have boundaries right we just i'm just gonna work and make it all happen there is a point where you get fried and you can't think and you are doing more harm than good so i'm i'm an i'm all for if we're going to work hard, play hard, right? Make sure that there's something in there that balances you, whether that's friend time, whether that's friend, your time with your significant other or your kids or, you know, whoever, but something that gives you balance and perspective. Like I have the most amazing insights when I'm on the massage table. Like that two hours, stuff just fires in my brain that I have to get off up the table and write because so much creativity comes to me then. Mine's on the stairs doing cardio at the gym. I wish mine was there. I'm just trying to get through the stairs <laughs> in the gym. <laughs> it's amazing, Susie. Honestly, I, I have had some brilliant breakthroughs right? while focused sweating away and that's when all this brilliant stuff comes out right yes or on long walks if i'm on the beach and i quiet my mind Find your moment right exactly yes and then genius comes it does you just make sure you write that genius (laughs) down because that genius goes away i I will say that (laughs) i've had some good stuff and i'm like dang it i didn't write it down (laughs) well everyone has phones nowadays right Right. quickly record into the (laughs) phone yeah and make it happen yeah well fantastic before we do let you go Susie. What would be one piece of advice that you can give business owners? Mm, listen to the knock. Listen to your heart and soul's desire. You know, fear leads you to believe that where you are right now is a safe place and going forward is a risk. But the truth is, you're always at risk when you're standing still. Risk of stagnating, but more importantly, risk of missing out on your own destiny. And as far as we know, we only have this one life to live, right? Right. And you can create something else in your next life, but make this one count. Mm-hmm. Definitely make this one count. That is incredible story you shared with us. It's given me definitely inspiration. And I know it's given other entrepreneurs out there huge inspiration because you, you do. You do need to go through the challenges, I feel, as a business owner to really appreciate the other side. Right. Right? And, and the other side is so amazing. But in order for you to get there, you, you have to go through those challenges. And what we're trying to do here on the show is trying to make those challenges less challenging. Right. <laughs> so if you go to my website, suzycarter.com, and go to the blog that says, do I really need a business plan? Yes. And in that, I give you a 10-point checklist of what you need to do to put your plan together. That gives you a nice foundation 
you know, I give you tools, I give you strategies so that you can put together a solid business so that when you do take the leap, yes. and I invite you to take the leap because it has been a fun, wild ride, even, even in my darkest moment, I, I, I wouldn't change it. Like I learned so much and I got so much out of it. You know, I wish it wasn't as painful, but it was. But it also taught me who I was mm-hmm. and who I am. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a character building opportunity. <laughs> Things always happen for a reason. Right. You, you definitely don't know at the time, but afterwards, oh, yes, that's why it happened. Mm-hmm. So how can people, and by the way, we will put your website information down on our show notes so people can go directly to your site and have a look at that uh, checklist for business yes. plans. and. Other than that, how can people get a hold of you, Susie? So feel free to get through to me with my website. And yes. there's a contact button you can hit if you want to talk to us or figure out what, what works best for you or what you need. I've got a, a lot of free resources there. You know, very similar to you. I just want to give back to my community. My community has given me so much. And I feel like it's my responsibility to give back to the community. And great tools, right? So mm-hmm. I've got some products there that they can take advantage of. I have a new book coming out called Bootstrap to Big Time. So the entrepreneur's dream to having it all and loving it all. That's going to be a big hit. Yes. I'm very excited about that. So, And can our audience sign up on your website? Yep. So you can find, sign up for a free chapter. That gets you in the queue. So when it does come out, you'll be the first one to get Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm going there right now after the show. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Susie, for being with us and sharing some wonderful insights. Thank you for your time. Thank you for what you do for the industry. Thank you for being a rock star like a kick-ass attorney I might add (laughs) thank you thank you again really really appreciate you you're welcome thank you now audience you have learned a little bit more from the experts in the industry and there's nothing holding you back you really need to go to Susie's website have a look at all the fantastic tools that she has provided you and yes they're they're free they're free and really get a hold of her and, and and at least talk to her and find out where you are in your journey, where do you want to go in your journey, and where do you want to end up? You know, really listen to the experts in the industry. And again, our app is absolutely free. If you go to your app store and download Go Legal Yourself, you will get a free ebook of Go Legal Yourself uh, that has become a bestseller on Amazon. It's a guide for business owners on how to avoid the legal pitfalls. And remember, the only way you become successful is if you make today the day you go legal yourself. I am attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law, and it's been such a pleasure being your host today. Until next time, cheers to your success.